everybody to WTL where's the line Nebraska's first and only sports betting show I'm your host Andy class and joined by Jabron oh, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah the parlay pounder you're right we're back yes we are and it feels like the the studio is a little empty without old Travis Justice for sure here, yeah we're, we're all alone this week <laughs> see if we can hold it up hold uh hold serve here oh yeah uh, but no he was a fantastic guest wasn't yeah he? that was so much fun to have him out here talking a little Nebraska Iowa sports betting and oh. Nebraska Iowa football obviously yep a lot of Big Ten football in there interesting yeah. take I, I thought it was kind of uh, interesting. I basically had an opposite take of him yeah. across the board, whether it was Illinois, Nebraska, <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, uh, both I, sides of the fence there. <laughs> I, was yeah. on, I was on the other side. <laughs> no, doubt. no doubt. And that's why we had him out there. Just yeah. great stuff from old Travis. Good stuff. Thank you once again. Goes out to uh, uh, Mr. Justice. Yeah. At Travis Creates, if you're looking for his Twitter handle. Yeah. Well, it's that time of the year. It's time for the final major golf major of the year, and that is the 151st edition of the Open Championship. Yeah. This event will be played at the Royale Liverpool yep. Golf Club in Hoylake, England, yep. for the 13th time. And this will be the first time since old Rory McIlroy won it back in 2014. Not surprising. Rory's on another tear here, looking to go back-to-back after winning the Scottish Open yep. last week in dramatic fashion. Had those, uh, what was that, uh, birdie on the final hole to yep. close it out. Yep. Uh, I mean, just ice ice water going ice through in the veins. Ice in his veins, veins. There yep. you go. It was so a lot of fun. He's sitting at an 8-1. to one. Scotty Scheffler right out in front of him at a 7-1, to one, depending where you're looking. Yeah. No surprises there. Those are the two. Uh, odds on favorites. Yeah, for sure, Andy. And like you said, Rory won it in 2014 at this golf course. Yeah. And Ricky Fowler finished runner-up. Another yeah. guy that's on a huge tear right now, Andy. Yep. Uh, those are, the, you know, in my book, those are the two top challengers to Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm, who are number one and two in the world right now, yeah. uh, according to golf rankings. Uh, so, obviously, those guys are up there. But what I want to kind of start off here, Andy, is talking about the live guys. Ooh, let's and do it. There's some live specials that I think are really, really fun <laughs> on uh, DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Okay. Uh, the the defending champion of this tournament right now is Cameron Smith, who went 20 under last year yes. at this golf tournament yes, in did. St. Andrews, obviously. Mm-hmm. A different golf course, but the same tournament. Yep. He's at a plus 275 right now, Andy, mm-hmm. to win just in the live pool. Yeah. He oh, wow. All he has to do is beat everybody else in the live, the live pool. The next Ooh. next closest guy to him is Brooks Kepka is at, at a plus three fifty, which is you know yeah. he he's riding high this year as well. Brooks-y. But you never know where his mind's at. So <laughs> I really like the Cameron Smith play right now because yeah. it really drops off after those two. Because D- DJ is the next one at plus five hundred, yeah. and he's been really in and out this year. So yes. I really like that Cameron Smith to just be the lowest tournament score out of the live pool. That was uh, oh, Mr. Smith, Cameron Smith. That was his first major yeah. last year, uh, the Claret Jug. I, you mentioned it was St. Andrews. Yeah. But he's coming into this one as an overall 25 to 1. Exactly. So, I mean, if you're looking at long shots, I, I like him as a long shot anyway. Yeah, for and sure. And then you throw, the, you throw that little DraftKings special in there where they're breaking down the live <laughs> Just guys. the live guys, the live uh, pool. Man, that's that's tough to look past there. I it might really have to is. Take a, uh, what did we talk with Travis Justice? Maybe drive over to the Spearman 
at Rhino, just the parking lot. Exactly. The, the West get, one. Get on the app. Yeah, do it. <laughs> just got to cross the river. So, no, I really like that. Talking about those live guys, you know, there's only two or three there with the yeah. really major chance to take this tournament down, and Cameron Smith is definitely one of them. You really can't go wrong with old Brooks Kepka either. The yeah. current book that I'm looking at has him at an 18-1 to 1 overall. For sure. And I don't think you can ever – you're never too far away or out of line uh, sprinkling a little on old Brooksy there. Oh, for sure. And this, you know this guy, he always gets up for majors. This is the only thing mm-hmm, that this guy mm-hmm. thinks about is winning majors, but uh, so so is Rory and Scotty at the same time. So I, I, I don't, I'm not looking past Brooks. I just think Cameron Smith does a little bit better overseas there, and I, I think Cameron Smith is the best live golfer to this yeah. tournament in this tournament. What do you think of old John Rahm? This is the first time in a long time that he's north of plus 1,000 heading into not only a major, but just a tournament this year. Yeah. He started off hot, and then he really heated up. Now he's cooled off quite a bit. To yeah. The tune of, he's still a solid pick at a 13-to-1 I'm looking at, um, but he's he's not he's not right there with Scotty Scheffler anymore or Rory like we were talking about. Yeah, like you said, you get a little extra value out of John just because he's been a lot, lot more inconsistent as of late. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I don't feel confident enough to even to put money on him right now just because I think he has to get a couple tournaments back in the top 10, top 20, you know, to get his feeling back. Yeah. So I don't really like throwing a bunch of money on him for a major right now just because he's playing not as consistent as he has mm-hmm. been. If you're, if you're going to go with a plus 1,300 as John Rahm is right now, you might as well just throw it on Rory, a guy that's on fire right now yeah. at a plus 800. It's just a lot better bang for your buck because so. Rory's playing so much better. Uh, and you, you mentioned him. Do you want to talk a little Ricky Fowler? You know I can never get enough Ricky. <laughs> I, I mean, I, obviously I do like Ricky. He's sitting at a plus 2,500 right now to take down the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. But where I really see value on Ricky is is he's at a plus 260 to top, in top 10, Andy, which okay. I really okay. think he has a really legitimate shot to be in the top 10 of this. You know, he always kind of gets cold feet when uh, you know it's coming down to the last day of a major and stuff. Yeah. So I really like him to be there in the tournament, but even when you take him all the way back to top 20, he's at a plus 120. So Ooh. that's still plus that's value good. for a really good golfer that we think is going to be there. I think so. He's going to be there at the yeah. end of the day. So if you want to do something with Ricky, on my end, I'm going top 20 or top 10, whichever way you're falling on that sword. And he's been on fire this year. Yeah. Top 5, top 10 finishes and he just got that monkey off his back. A couple of weeks ago yeah. uh, with a victory. So I think his head's right. I think this is also, you mentioned how he got second place on this tournament back in 2014. That's when he was vying for number one in the world type of rankings. Well, yeah. He's climbed the ladder back up after kind of for falling sure. off there, and he's right there, and maybe this could do it for him. This this I, definitely could do it for him, Andy, and he's a part of my parlay at the end of this segment as well, so all right. stick around for that. Well, before we get into that parlay, where do you want to go? I want to go with a couple dark horses, Andy, and I won't spend okay. a lot of time on these guys, but these are a couple guys that I really think have a good shot at taking down this tournament okay. that have really, really good plus money. We're just talking about uh, Ricky Fowler with a plus 2,500. Mm-hmm. Another guy that I like to talk about at plus 2,500 is Tommy Fleetwood. Okay. I, I just really think in a mm. home game for the 32-year-old Englishman, his caddy knows these grounds better than anybody. Fleetwood is a solid <laughs> in his iron playing trajectory. I just think he has a really good shot being the home guy okay. here and really taking down this tournament. He's at a plus 2,500. Throw a couple bucks on him. Okay. Uh, the, the home guy, I think, has a really big advantage, Tommy Fleetwood, to take this down. You are zigging when a lot of people that I'm listening to agree up on are zagging. That's what so I like to hear. Why not? I'm That's not, what I like to hear. I'm not going to say, Jabron, mm-hmm. you uh, – no, 
I'm not going to go there. Uh, that's just fine. Let's see here for uh, for a kind of a uh, an out there type of one, and I don't know. We've already talked about him. I like Cameron Young at eleven. There you go. Too. There you, you go. Know, like. Uh, not too many. If people are talking about him, it's because what he uh, what he did at the John Deere Classic, you know, Titan for sixth. So I think he's getting his game right, and he's just one of those guys <clears throat> that has struggled. Yeah. down the stretch. But who doesn't? Everybody struggles <laughs> down the stretch except for the winner. Yeah, you for know sure. what I mean. So like uh, some of the narrative. It's like, have you ever golfed? Have you ever tried to put together <laughs> not only 18 holes, but four days in a row? Yeah, of 18 definitely holes? not. Definitely so like, not. It's kind of tough for me to uh, to really pick apart some of these guys, especially knowing where my game is at. Yeah, for sure, Andy. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, if, if we're trying to compare us to these no, kind of no, guys, no, it's, no, no. yeah, I wouldn't even try and play this golf course. Another guy, Andy, that's a little far out there, but I really, really like his chances this week is okay. Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland. Just to add what? to this year's major championship finishes, he tied he tied for seventh at the Masters, tied for second at the PGA Championship, tied okay. for 19th at the U.S. Open, and plus a win at the Memorial last month, and tied for third in the Players Champion. I really think he's just been there all year long yeah. and wants to punch through on one. So if you're looking at Victor at the plus 2200 to take this thing down, uh, I think he has a really good chance just because he's been on the doorstep of all these majors and actually has a win in the last month. Hey, you must be onto something here. I'll give you two reasons why. Yeah. First off, he spells his name with a K. V-I-K-T-U-R. <laughs> but on the on the book that I'm looking at right now, he is wedged right between Burt Brooks Kepka yep. and Ricky Fowler. For sure. And we've already talked about those two guys. So if you like Fowler, if you like Kepler, you have no reason not to like Hovland. So, For sure. Okay. I right, like that one. I right, like that I'll one. I'll buy that one from you. <laughs> a couple of minutes here you were talking about a parlay yeah andy and, it, and it's just a it's just a three golfer parlay i got roy mcroy top five that mm, should be okay. a lock scotty yeah. scheffler top 10 which Ooh, that should be a yeah, lock as well and like we said the outlier there's ricky fowler at a top 20 those guys rory at a top five scotty at a top 10 ricky at a top 20 putting 25 on this andy it's a plus 850 bet returning 237 dollars of a 25 dollar bet my God, it sounds so good. It does sound it, it, it good, doesn't it? Like, it sounds like a lock, but I'd never <laughs> call a parlay a lock. But yeah. I like all three of those. Yeah. Those are even like separate bets that, okay, maybe I don't want to parlay, but I can I, uh, you know, just kind yeah, of put exa- those. They won't be as great as, well, it won't be a plus 800. Yeah, exactly. Like, Roy right now to is a top five, is a plus 190 by itself. Okay. Scotty at a top 10 is a minus 140. And then, right. like we said, with uh, Ricky, a, t- a top 20 is sitting there at a plus, give me one second, plus 120. So Excellent. if you're going to take the, the, the couple plus money bets there or whatever, but if you put them all together, it's a plus 850 bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, 25 to win 237. Not a lot you're risking. These are three of the best golfers in the world, all playing really, really well right now. I was going to say right now. And golf is definitely one of those games that's what have you done for me lately. For sure, just and like, all these guys have done it lately. Just like uh, when we're measuring up March Madness, yep. it's the teams that are hot heading in and coming in off of their uh, conference tournament, for sure. NCAA tournament, heading into March Madness. So I uh, I like that a lot. I like that parlay a lot. And even the the minus 140 for Scheffler, yeah. the juice is worth the squeeze to me. For like sure. That, this is this this is the guy. He yeah. doesn't get rattled. He's going to be there at the end. Top 10 is almost a lock for Scotty. I'm not afraid of any of those. So there you have it. And there you hear it. That yeah. was the horn, meaning we're up against it. So we timed that one out perfectly. We did. We do got to take a minute, though, to recognize one of our 
fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the smooth, easy-drinking ale storm. See that little play on words there? For sure. fun action there? Yeah. Those guys have a sense of humor over there. They do. The official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team, crafted with Pilsner malt and a Sterling hops, making the perfect summer baseball beer. Nebraska Brewing Company, world-class in every glass. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. Oh, the party <laughs> pound. You got it. You got it. We're back. Every single week, we are back and back in a big way. Yeah. Getting back into your wheelhouse here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is UFC yeah. Fight Night. We're going to hop over across the pond once again. But should we talk about UFC's Fight Night last week and some of our hits and misses? Yeah, for sure. Before we go to the O2, let's go back to the Apex this past weekend, yeah, yeah. Andy. There was a couple really, really good ranked yes. women's fights, yes. and I split on them. Okay. Uh, Norma Dumont versus Chelsea Chandler was the undercard fight. Normal uh, Dumont was at a minus 140. I called that one correct. But yep. the main event, Andy, was Holly Holm versus Silva. And, you know, I had to go with the uh, the preacher's yeah. daughter. I had to go yep. with Holly Holm. She's a fan yep. favorite. She's one of my favorite women yep. fighters of all time. But I think that kind of played into the decision to right. a lot of betters out there. She was sitting there at a minus 170. I took her, you know, even more on top of that to actually have the KO, which was at plus money. But Silva came out and submitted her in the second round. Rounds. Second round in second round, so that, that's fashion. pretty crazy. Yeah. I think Holly Holm was on her, you know, last kick to get to another championship, yeah. and I think this ended it. So, congratulations to Silva, and she's uh, going to be riding up the rankings here pretty soon. Yeah, yep, and she's celebrating a pretty good way there. A little a tail shake there for sure. You know? Yeah, I like the flair there. You got to. And Holm was ten years older. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, it had to catch up to her sometime. Yep, it, it, it was her last time. It was her last run to the it, championship. I, I don't want to say that yet because she just signed a five fight contract yeah. so she still got four big ones coming her way and you know how uh, Dana White always does likes it. a promoter yep for sure promote her but then also everybody loves the comeback story so yeah, he, no he's doubt. gonna give her more opportunities for sure if she can just hang in there, but man, getting submitted in that way, that fashion in the second round, it's going to be tough. Yeah, all I was saying is like, yeah. if she would have won this fight, she would have been on the doorstep to a title fight. No she, doubt. She's yeah. going to have to go through at least two or three of these yeah. final fights to get back to a title fight, which is very hard to see coming after yeah. that performance. Yep, yep, you're right. So, yeah, we alluded to it. <clears throat> we are talking about the O2 Arena. What an original name over there in For the United sure. Kingdom, over in London. So the O2 Arena. Uh, UFC Fight Night. We've got a whole bunch of Europeans here up yeah. and down the card. Then that's to be expected. You know, that's Dana White being a, you know, a really smart CEO. Yeah, no, he he lines them <laughs> up. Uh, he he makes the fights that people want to see in the venue that you want to see them. So it's it, it's a really yeah. cool thing. It really is, and like we we always give him praise. He does it right. So let's start with a uh, ranked matchup here. Yeah, Paul Craig. 
guy out of Scotland taking on Andre Muniz out of Brazil. So many Brazilians in the UFC. And the, yeah. And this is another Brazilian that's a heavy favorite here at a minus 210 is Andre. Paul Craig, the number nine contender in the world. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Craig, yeah. number nine contender. Andre, uh, number 14 contender. Yeah. But Craig is the plus 180 underdog. For sure, Andy. And this is a middleweight clash. Paul Craig faces, you know, Muniz, like you said. This one... Should be a test on whether Craig can make it to 185 pounds. This is his first time trying to make wow. a 185-pound uh, fight. He, he was bigger uh, because if he can, he can be a big problem in this division. Yeah. He, he's a slick grappler with a huge frame, and at the lower weight, he should be more durable at this weight. Mm-hmm. However, he hasn't been throwing a softball here, Andy. No. Before uh, losing by submission to Brendan Allen, which is one of the better fighters in the division, Munez looked like a, the most dangerous grappler at this weight class at 185. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, He averages nearly three takedowns per 15 minutes. Exactly. I so mean, this guy's all over. He's, 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 a, he's a really good grappler. This is, uh, for me, Andy, this is a tricky one to pick, especially on the ground, but given Craig's age at 35, Andy, mm. and the fact that he hasn't made 185 before, yeah. it's hard to go with him. The pick for me is Munez by decision, Andy, and if you go deep into those things, uh, Andre Munez to win by decision as is at a plus three thirty right now, Andy, wow. which is a plus huge get for me. I, I, I don't. I, you don't usually see that with a minus two ten favorite. Exactly, right? plus money like that. Exactly. Everybody's one. Everybody's thinking he's going to win by dis, uh, by submission, which is at a plus one fifty. Mm-hmm. I just think Paul Craig is good enough on the ground yeah. that he's not going to get submitted. So I really like Andre Munez by decision at a plus. 3.30, Andy. Do you ha- What's the over-under as far as rounds? Yeah, give me Cause, a sec. Because sometimes I, I think those are where some of the really good value is, and especially if you got a guy coming down that class like Paul Craig that's going to be defensive. And also, he, he has a north of 50% takedown defense. Yeah. So I like what Craig can do. It, it over-under is one and a half rounds in a three-round fight. So give me the over. It, it's, it's right there in give the middle. The it's at a minus 125. So that's a very good parlay piece if you would like to do that, yeah. uh, Andy, is at a minus 125 at over one and a half rounds. All right, should we move on up the card? Let's do it. Uh, now this is gonna be a fun one. We we gotta talk about the bar stool guys. Yeah, and rep the bar stool gals you got as to. well. And that is Molly, the meatball king, uh, the hometown favorite. Yep, taking on a gal out of Lithuania, Juliana Storenko. Yeah, uh, and of course, meatball is a big favorite here, minus two fifteen. I've seen so many videos, so many hypes uh, leading up to this, uh, and. Dating back the last two times that we've been in London, um, the people from England have gone nine and three overall. Men and women have nine and three overall. I think this is going to make it ten and three. <laughs> For right sure, here. it's probably fair to say that this bout features a piece of seriously scrutinized odd matchmaking, yeah, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Molly Meatball, uh, the Juliana isn't the kind of opponent that Molly McCann should be facing right now. More that the idea. You know, it, get her it, back on track. Get her back on track from the the lo- loss that she had. Uh, I, I I just don't see any way no. Julia can can win this fight. McCann, you know, she saw her you know dreams rising to being t- you oh, know yeah. title jumped, contention. Jumped over the fence. You know, jumped on Dave Portnoy when she lost Aaron Blanchfield last November. So yeah. all that kind of went poof up in smoke. So mm-hmm. they got her mm-hmm. back in her hometown, back at her home arena to really light that fire again and see if she can uh, go out there and smack her up again. Oh, she's uh, a great personality. Yeah, great she, ambassador she, of the she's sport. she's one that they want to have win, and uh, it, it's. It, 
this is this she's is a, a gravy train run. Yeah, and she's a striker. She's a lot of fun to watch. You can yeah. see why the UFC is trying to promote her so much. So exactly, and also just that that nat- international brand as well. Five point seven north of five point seven significant strikes landed. Yeah, per fifteen, like it's in it's crazy, and it's in creative ways too, Andy. Yeah. She'll do spinning, uh, spinning kicks, spinning back fists, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. The the way that you know Molly's going to win this fight is she's only at a plus one forty to win by KO, which is mm-hmm. you know pretty crazy for a knockout line, Andy. So that is what I'm going with Molly McCann by KO TKO or DQ at a plus one forty. I think it's the yeah. best bang for your buck. It's it, it's yeah. still at plus money and. Overall, that's what's going to happen. She's going to knock this chick out. Juliana does have decent defense, but that's more of like grappling defense. For sure. Uh, if Meatball can keep her up and keep her in that boxing mode, I think it's going to be lights out as well. Give me Molly McCann. Uh, I like your your lean there towards the knockout. Yeah. Uh, and in a fight like this where they are really propping up McCann here for a, a W. Yeah, exactly. you got to find your value And, and I think it might happen in the first round, Andy. So, like, <laughs> if you're looking at round betting, uh, th- that would be a, a really good as well because I, I just really think that she's going to come out here, blow the top off, and uh, win it. Uh, winning in round one would be at a plus two fifteen right now. So if you if okay. you don't like the knockout, if you think it's going to be a submission or whatever, no matter what, if it ends in round one, it's a plus two fifteen bet, which I really think is a good possibility as well. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that. Yeah, should we move on up to the main? Let's event? go another hometown hottie. Yeah, hero? I guess. I don't know. Tom Aspinall, number five <laughs> contender, heavyweight bout here. Uh, young man from England uh, taking on Marcin Tibera out of Poland. So you're going to have a lot of fanfare there. Tibera is number 10 contender. Yeah. I know he's got some age. I know he's a little slower. For he's sure. He's a polar bear. He looks like a polar bear. He for, is. For goodness sake. He is. But, man, is he a big dog here. Plus 330. You're looking at Aspinall with a minus 440. And I'm kind of surprised by that. I get it that Tom Aspinall uh, is better across the board. Yeah. But he's coming off an injury. So all the headlines are, is Ken Aspinall get back? Is he going to come back to form? Well, if those are the the questions, yeah. how can he be a minus 440 favorite? Yeah, exactly, Andy. And I just kind of want to re, uh, rewind here a little bit, Andy. The last time the UFC visited London for fight night, it was almost exactly a year ago. Yeah. And it was a headline bout between... Heavyweight prospect Tom Aspinall yep. it was hoping to break through against a top contender, Curtis Blades. Yep. And had yep. <laughs> had Aspinall defeated Razor in that, he could well have been in line for a possible title shot just yeah. then and there. Oh, I know. So he didn't win that one, but I think they're really trying to do this with Molly and Tom here yeah. and kind of giving them both a, a little bit of a layup. <laughs> and you know, getting these guys really yeah. uh, to sell tickets and pop the roof off of this O2 arena. So I really think that this one is going to go yeah. Tom Aspinall's way. I really don't think it, I, I, Aspinall's I, huge. He's a huge dude. Yeah. Six five. Well, what is his weight currently? Two fifty one. I mean, this is a big man. Yeah, and, and like you said, Aspinall is coming off a serious injury to his knee. And over the years, we've seen multiple fighters come back from a similar injury and mm-hmm. never be the same again. So right. your questions and everybody else's questions out there are really, you know, it, legit. It, it, legit, but yeah. it's just, I think he just got too much for this guy, and Aspinall's there to win, and I think he will. And once again, he's the younger guy, and, and uh, 
And uh, the hometown people, like I said, I've gone nine and three the last couple times they've been at the O2 Arena. For sure. And I expect that trend to continue. I'd much rather bet for the hometown guy yeah. that has everything kind of in his corner uh, versus an aging contender yeah. from Poland. No doubt. And I, I hate to put old Tibera in that, but Tibera, he even sounds like a polar bear. Like, he does. Like some type of breed of polar bear. <laughs> Where I, Do you have any value plays or any parlay plays we could look at? Yeah, here? I got a parlay play, but it's just about, it's about the O2. Too. It's yeah, about yeah. the England guys right oh, here there, in, there in gals. Go. I got Molly McCain do win by KO at plus 140, and I'm pairing that up with Tom Aspinall to win by KO. It's Ooh. sitting at a minus 165 right now, so okay. alone, Andy, that is not a great play. But both of those together form a plus 285 parlay, yeah. putting 25 on that to win 100. I think it's pretty good. I really like that when you, you pair that down to just a two-legger. Yeah, for like sure. Like your, your odds significantly go up, and you're also putting it on a couple of hometown people, and I've already told you why I really like that. Yeah, and these guys were put at the top of this card to have knockouts, so that's yeah. why I'm going for two knockouts, Molly McCann and Tom Aspinall. Yeah, sign me up. All right, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Company, an outdoor lifestyle brand for those seeking adventure. Whether it's hunting, fishing, hiking, they got you covered. Visit stockandrod.com to get your wild game on. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. <laughs> Pounder. You got it, you got it. <laughs> All right, so we talked a little UFC fight night. Yeah. Going across the pond there, going to get back to London, the UK. You have to. Uh, and then we also talked a little uh, championship, the Open Championship. The Open Championship. Starting today. Over across the pond as well. You know, and we didn't talk about some of those head-to-head matchups, but I'm telling you, yeah. get in your There's book. some money to be made there for sure. It really is. And you're talking about some guys that we are talking about landing in the top five easy, mm-hmm. you know, like locks in the top mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. You can never say that, but, I mean, if they're going to do that, obviously they're going to have to they're win their, win their matchup. Yep. Yeah, they're head-to-head. So for sure. there's some plus money to be made there for sure. as well. Check it out. Now let's talk a little NFL. Everybody's thinking about it. It's right around the corner, Andy. It really is. Everybody's thinking about getting their draft board in. Everybody's thinking about buying the book, all that kind of stuff. So everybody's ready to talk some NFL, and so am I. Uh, And my guys over at VSIN, you know, uh, we've had a number of those guys on as as guests, and they are fantastic. They're about to come out with their uh, NFL betting season preview. Something that we use every single year. Huge book, huge book. It's definitely worth the read, worth the buy. Yeah. But we want to talk about odds to win divisions. Yeah. And let's talk about the AFC South because I think okay. this is a this is a curious case right here. It is the AFC South. Get this has been won by the Houston Texans six of the last twelve seasons. Wow, you know that? that's crazy half stat the, to me. Half the time, or I didn't think you knew that. Uh, it surprised it surprised me when I saw that. The Tennessee Titans, however, have won it back to back twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Correct. However, the Jaguars, yeah. and all their wins the emerging. That they piled up last year. I guess, yeah. Um, they're the odds on favorite. So let's start at the bottom, work our way up. Yeah. Start with the Houston Texans, a team that has won the division 
Six of the last 12 years, they're at a plus 800 in that four hole. <laughs> That's crazy, Andy. And I'll give you a crazy stat right back. The Texans have not won more than four games in the past <laughs> three seasons. Oh. So that kind of just demolishes all of that. But, yeah. you know, yep. the Texans made a huge statement, Andy, in 2023 draft, taking C.J. Stroud with a second pick yep. and then trading up to get edge rusher Will Anderson Jr. While the future yeah. is bright in Houston, the, the present is Bleak, Andy. Yeah. The Texans finished, like we said, with a three and thirteen in tied last uh, last year with one of the worst rosters. Yeah. The dust is still settling from the Deshaun Watson debacle. Uh, I, I just think right. it sets up for a very similar year this year, yeah. Andy, with a three to four win team. Uh, that's why you're getting so much yeah. value with the plus eight hundred, even though that it is the AFC South and it is kind of wide open as you look at it right now. I, I don't, I don't. There's nothing to look at there for me either. And for Sure. And I really like Stroud, and I think he's the truth, or he could be. Yeah. Uh, but I have the same feeling with him as I have, like, with the uh, last three or four quarterbacks the Chicago Bears have drafted. Yeah. Has a lot of potential. Can they protect him? If not, he's going to get hurt. Yeah. You know, he's going to be sidelined, and he's or he's going to get the, the, the yips. He's going to throw the, He's going <clears> to <throat> develop bad tendencies. Yeah. You know, get rid of the ball too quick, whatever the case may be, or just get beat up in the pocket. So the, the uh, crazy the, mm. the crazy bet that I'm seeing, Andy, with the Houston Texans yeah. is their over under on wins right now is at six and a half. And I just don't believe under. that they don't. That's even with the extra game added this year, yeah, I under. still don't think that they're going to win seven games. So it's still I, a rookie quarterback. It's still a rookie quarterback, and most of their stars are young, you know, yeah. first year guys as well. So, I really like the under on that as well if we're if we're throwing that into the fold. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at with it too. How about a team that no one's really talked about yeah. since the departure of Andrew Luck? Yeah. That is the Indianapolis Colts uh sitting there at a plus 600 and I mean you don't hear about them for good reason. They just don't move the needle. Yeah, they they really don't, Andy. And the Colts have not won the AFC South since 2014 and went 4-12 and 1 last year in 2022. Yep. Um, you know, like <sighs> What do you like, what do you get excited about with the Colts? Like you said, I mean, they're just like the Texans. They made the plunge, took the boomer bust prospect from Florida, Anthony Richardson, with yep. the fourth overall pick. Yep. I mean, if, if you had questions, That's an ultimate gamble. If right you there. had questions about C.J. Stroud, you're definitely going to have <laughs> a lot of questions about Anthony Richardson. Yeah. He didn't. He just doesn't have the game film that most people take yep. in a top five quarterback pick. So I'm not saying it's not going to work out, but right now there's not a lot of good stuff here. The the only you know bright shining thing that they have is Jonathan Taylor, and that doesn't it always seem like that yeah. that the best running backs are on the worst teams right. that stack up a whole bunch of stats for them, and then uh, when it's time to pay them. Out, out the door, yeah, out the door out you the door. go. So, uh, yeah, uh, offensive player of the year runner up in 2021, Jonathan Taylor. You know he's coming back, but uh, it's a bad cast around him. So I, I, I almost put these guys down with the Texans just as far. Yeah, Tyler, uh, Jonathan Taylor is about your brightest, your little beacon of light there. But yeah. we're not talking fantasy. Top no, we're five not picks here. And if we are, then sure, I'll give it to you. Another thing that they got going for him, I forgot. They have the number one podcaster out there, and Pat McAfee. There you go. He no longer punts for him. No, so like no. I can't even get excited about their kicking game. <laughs> he used to. He used to. <laughs> he used to do that for him. Uh, just a key stat for the Colts. Col- the Colts scored the NFL's third fewest points per game in 2022 and route to their worst Ew. finish since yeah. 2017. So uh, they're, they're just in a bad nope. way. Like nope. we said about the Houston Texans, their over under is at six and a half wins as well. So may I have a little bit more faith that these guys could do that yeah. uh, with Man, a seven win season just playing the AFC South. Uh, but I, I'm not yeah. going to bet on it. No way. No, yeah. You got to find those wins. And the Colts are a team that I kind of 
check the box like no you're for the sure. W for the other team. Yeah. These All are right. <laughs> now here there might be some value here and more and more people talk about those and I and yeah. especially around here I think a little bit has to do with busting with the boys. Yeah, oh, for Will sure. Compton, you know. They, they have a huge spotlight <laughs> on them. Right. That's the Tennessee Titans at a plus 400 and there is a path. You can see a path where they do win the AFC South. It's yeah. not out of the realm and it's sitting at a plus 400. So if you like it, get after it, I guess. Yeah, Andy, the the whole thing with the Titans is they ended the 6 year streak of winning season when they ended the year 7 and 10 last year. Yeah. It's just quarterback Ryan Tannehill missed time. Uh their their new guy Malik Willis really looked overwhelmed when he got in there. So yep. that was that was the really bad thing for the Tennessee Titans saying that running back Derrick Henry still probably the best in the biz. Right. Still the biggest one that's going to bring the fight to you <sighs> and fight for extra yards. Yes, he is getting older, but he's still definitely their best player. No doubt. With the Tennessee Titans again, <laughs> it seems like every single one of these uh, teams took a quarterback, and with good reason, because yeah. they had losing seasons and need a rebuild. They needed it. Will Levis steps in at quarterback for Tennessee. Uh, I, 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 it, it's, <laughs> it's a question mark as well, and he was a second-round pick. He was supposed right. to be a top-ten pick, yep. fell all the way to the second round. I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but I, I just believe the Titans have a similar problem on defense where they gave up you know, the fewest— Rushing yards, but also gave up the most passing yards in 2022. Right. So I, yep. I, I really think that the, <laughs> the more and more I'm talking about this, Andy, I think it's a huge just pathway for the Jacksonville Jaguars to have a huge right. year. Yeah, you kind of spelled some things out there. A couple of things. Uh, does it mean anything that Will Levis dropped to the second round? Yeah, it meant something to 32 teams in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. All 32 yeah. teams passed on him yeah. in the first round. That tells me enough. Also, you know, uh, what did old, what's his name say? There's three kinds of lies, you know, lies, dirty lies, and statistics. Yeah. That's one of them right there where you're looking at a, a top five, well, the number one overall rushing defense. Yeah. But you're giving up passing yards. Which like the people league, aren't even trying to run on you. The league can, is a passing league, yes, too. That's the, the way top. it is. And I'm not going to say the Titans won't be competitive because the discipline and intelligence of Mike Vabral, their their coach, eh. he's one of the best in the biz. He really sure. is. But So I do believe that they are going to be competitive, but I believe they're only going to be competitive in the AFC South. And he finally got on the bus. I saw he was on one Yeah, of he's episodes. on the bus. So there so. you go. Shout out Vabral. Yeah. Stepping up and getting on the bus there. There you all go. Right. All right. All right. Support the boys. Man, we are, we, are, we are giving a lot of shout outs to different podcasts. Yeah. Here. So, all right. Let's talk about <laughs> the odds on favorites. That let's is do it. Jacksonville. Jaguars, a team sitting at a minus 165. Yeah. And I think this has to do with a lot of recent success, but I also feel like there is reason for pause, even though you went, you know, we went through the three worst. Yeah. Now we're talking about the best. Yeah, Andy. And the Jacksonville won the AFC South with a 9 and 8 record last year, thanks to a late season surge, like you said, yep. Andy, where they won six of their last seven games. Tight it, games. A lot of them tight, were tight. Tight games. Trevor Lawrence's second year under center, but it f- felt like the first time that he was the guy who we thought he was. The NFL is a quarterback-driven league, and Lawrence has proved already that he's one of the young, elite guys that has already yeah. already said you know, he's not a bust. Yeah, so we, we saw that at Clemson, and I exa- thought he was exactly. as close to a sure thing as you could get. Yeah. But he's still in Jacksonville. He's still in Jacksonville, Andy. But somebody I'm, has to win this division. Somebody has it. to win this, and I, I think this is kind of the X factor in the whole thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. He now gets to throw to a wide receiver that was suspended last year in Calvin Ridley, who right. was one of the best yeah. receivers in the league his last year yep. with the Atlanta Falcons. This guy gets to come back. He caught 90 balls for 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns in 2020. 
20. This is going to be a clear-cut slam dunk for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If this guy is in your league and you're able to pick him up five or six, pick this guy. He's going to be Trevor Lawrence's number one target, and he's going to score, especially on these NFC South defenses, Andy. That is a really nice pairing, especially at Tennessee Titans defense. For sure. You know, they're going to be going over the top all the time. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, now, Calvin, Calvin Ridley, listen to me. You can listen to our show. You can enjoy it, subscribe, <laughs> all those things. But don't do bet not on bet. the Jaguars. Do not bet. And do not bet on NFL grounds. Like yeah. there's, They have two rules. Two rules that uh, Travis Justice kind of laid out last week for all you people yeah. in the NFL. All you got to do is not bet on the NFL or <laughs> bet on NFL grounds, whether exactly. that's your training room, the stadium, whatever. Yep. It's pretty easy stuff here. Did you know this? The Jaguars uh, have a top 10. Uh, actually, number nine is where they're at as far as difficult schedule. They're yeah. difficult schedule. So, like, they're a top 10. They're facing off. And, you know, the, that's what the, happens when you make the playoffs, Andy. That's right. That's what they do to you. Yeah. So, and that's talking about parody. But, I mean, I'll go back to somebody has to win this darn thing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they could even win this thing at. Nine and eleven. Yeah, exactly. I really could see that where Exa- they're two games under five hundred yep. and still win the division. Exactly, like you said, Andy. And the key stat that I wanted to throw out for the Jaguars right now is during the Jaguars stretch of you know the six wins in seven games, like we were talking about, Lawrence averaged over two hundred and fifty passing yards, yeah. scored fourteen touchdowns while only throwing two interceptions. Yeah. That's playing against some really good uh, you know people down the stretch, Andy. And he was just on fire. So I really think he takes this momentum into this year, wins this. I would take. I I would take these guys at a minus 150 any day in this division. Give me the Jaguars. They're taking it down. The uh, squeeze is worth the juice there. And the no more, doubt. The, when we talk through it there, I, I would have to agree. No doubt. Let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners because you heard the horn. That means we're up against it. And that partner is the Nebraska Brewing Company. And we're talking about the squeeze. I'm enjoying the squeeze of the day here. It's their lemon yeah. rattler, and I love it. Uh, we kind of moved on from their ale storm. Yeah. And I think you got the cream ale over there? I got the cold beer cream ale, cold Andy. Beer. And cold let's beer. face it, when you reach for a beer at the height of your day, you're looking for a can <laughs> that can crack open and knock back to kill the nagging thirst. And that is the cold beer cream ale. Like you read it right off the label there. <laughs> and that actually just won some awards. I it, saw that yes, on Twitter. So good on the guys. Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is... W-T-L. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by... Jabron. Paul Pounder. You got it. You got it. We're back. <laughs> yes, we are. And we talked a little AFC South. For sure. We got to give the NFC South a little love now, don't now we? Now we're talking, Andy. Yes, we are. Now and, we're talking. And this is a division that has actually had some movement due to some quarterbacks yeah. leaving the division, entering the division. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, really across the board here. For so, sure. Uh, much like how we did the, the the last segment with the AFC South. Yeah. Let's start at the bottom and okay. work our way up to the favorites. Yeah. Uh, and this is a team that you would have thought would have been the overall favorite uh, right after the offseason, but no they were not. Yeah. Even before 
Tom Brady. Yep. Uh, made his retirement speech and everything again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were not. In fact, they were they uh, they were only picked to finish third in the division. Mm-hmm. So I think the odds makers thought, well, Tom's out for sure anyway. Yeah. Uh, but since that time, they have uh, dropped behind the Panthers. They're at a plus eight hundred. And you know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers remind me of? They, they remind me of the Chicago Bulls, that first go-around where Michael Jordan quit yeah. and played baseball, and they called them, <laughs> they didn't call them the Bulls anymore, they called them the Steers. The Steers. <laughs> I, <kind of laughs> I mean, I will say that, but I mean, like, the Chicago Bulls are still one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. This is not going to be the case for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh-huh. Uh, no, not no, at all. It, 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 it's just crazy to think, Andy, has it really been two and a half years since the Bucks won the Super Bowl? Right. It, like, it's it just crazy to think the about division, that. division, back-to-back years. Exactly. Gone are the days. Of Tom Brady, like you said, yep. it, but more more in depth of that, the elite offensive line is gone, and the overwhelmingly dominant defense is gone. Yeah. Here are the dark days of the rebuild, Andy. The offense will either be under the command of Baker Mayfield, who yeah. is on his fourth yeah. team in the last yeah. two years, or Kyle Trask, a third-year second-round pick <laughs> with nine career Pass attempts in the NFL. Baker had a really good game in LA though last yeah, year. I'm You're not, not sold. Hey, I'm a huge Baker guy. <laughs> I loved it when he came to Carolina, all that kind of stuff. I don't think we gave him the fair shot that he deserved. Uh, but it, when you when you're on your fourth team in the last two years, something's yeah. going, and, right. and it's hard to stick up for a guy. Facts e- are facts. Even when Brady was there last season and threw for the third most yards in the league, the offense still only finished in the 25th. Yeah. In points, Andy. Yeah. So. Um, Yep. Just a key stat for the Bucks right here. The Buccaneers only won one game where they allowed more than 16 points. If you can't score Ooh. 16 points in the NFL, Andy, yeah. and there's no there's no way that this offense is better than it was last year. They deserve to be at the bottom, and there's no value in this plus 550 or whatever you're seeing it at for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, you know, uh, we were fortunate enough on an, another podcast that I work on, uh, Common Folk. Yeah. Um, and we had Michael Severe on. For sure. And beforehand, we were talking, you know, sports junkies, we were talking sports. Oh, yeah. And he's, he was deep diving into some of these uh, metrics. And Baker Mayfield is, quote-unquote, accurate. But when you dive into, <clears throat> like, super accurate, where you're, like, putting a ball on a, a dinner plate. For sure. Away, He's like, eh, no, 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 no. Where Tom Brady is that. He, you know, he's, so he's the man at that. You can you could be the hugest Baker guy, and I like his, his grit and all he's that He's the man. Stuff. Yeah, he's the man. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. winner in Oklahoma and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you're taking a significant step backwards. For sure. Especially at the most important position. No doubt. Uh, on the field, and that is the quarterback. Should we move on up the list here? To the winner? Uh, <laughs> to the winner. Is that what you're talking about? So your Carolina Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> Ruleless. Ruleless. Ruleless Carolina Panthers <laughs> at a plus four hundred. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, what I'm do you a little, like about? I'm it? a little biased here, Andy, but no, I'm just going to spill it out for you a little bit. The Panthers made the unsurprising decision, obviously, to take Bryce Young at number one with the overall first pick in the 2023 draft. Oh, an undersized quarterback. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, many QBs are tapped. You know, tossed in the depth and totally unwanted scenarios. Uh-huh. I think Young kind of landed in a nice spot in Charlotte. Really? Joining Young on offense are established wideouts DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. Not DJ Moore. 
not DJ Moore, DJ Chark, <laughs> and Adam Thielen, reliable tight end Hayden Hurst, and a Pro Bowl running back in Miles Sanders. So yeah. I really think they did a good job this offseason in bringing these guys in right. to surround a, a, a rookie quarterback yeah. that's going to have some growing pains. I'm not going to say that they're the best team in the league or anything like that. I'm saying that he is the rookie quarterback that they put in the best position mm-hmm. with things around him. Okay. We're talking about C.J. Stroud. We're talking about Will Levis. All these guys yeah. really don't have a lot of stuff nope. around them nope. right now. I think that they they have a really, really good uh, young defense and improving defense. It's very solid right now, led by Brian Burns and J.C. Horn. So, mm-hmm. and with the way that this division is wide open right now, Andy, with like you said, yeah. every single team has a new quarterback or a yeah. new young quarterback starting. Yeah. This this is a team that can grid out games yeah. with that. You know, with those older players on offense kind of leading the way for young yeah. and that really good young defense kind of keeping people yeah. in line you know, to you know catch them. Right. And aside from that last really good run from Drew Brees, yeah. you know, where, where they won, where the Saints won four in a row from 2017 to 2020, and then the Bucks obviously back-to-back with Tom Brady, this has been a revolving door. Like, they had a crazy no stat doubt. where every year it was a different winner of for the sure. NFC South. So, yeah, there is a path. Um, I do think I did like the Adam Thielen pickup too. They got him super yeah, cheap, super through cheap. a trade, um, and he, I do. He's lost a step. He's slower. He's older. But for a one-year good locker room guy for a rookie quarterback, all that stuff. Yeah, I do think he's a nice little second or third option, and I do think he'll help stabilize things and help Bryce Young out. So I can I can see some of that stuff. I still don't see him uh, winning this division, but yeah. at plus 400, maybe you want to get a little squirrel. I'm just saying, uh, you know, the Panthers have a lot of upside and arguably, the, you know, most of any in the division right now uh-huh. with the with the players that they have on the roster. It's just, though, although I'm optimistic about the Panthers, Young has a tough precedent to overcome. The last five quarterbacks taken first overall won an average of 3.4 games during their rookie Ew. campaign, mm. although... They did not play the complete <laughs> season, which Bryce Young is going to do. I don't believe oh, Mr. Andy so. Red Rifle is going to start over Bryce Young. Okay. Well, let's move on up let's to do one it. of the teams that actually uh, a lot of people think could win yeah. this division other than Jabron. <laughs> that is the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I got them at a plus 215 right now. Yeah. No, Andy, and, and you know, during the offseason, the Falcons made, uh, you know, had many areas to, to address, but chose to upgrade one of their few strengths in running back and picked up Bijan Robinson, which you know yeah. one of the best in best hey, in the biz. We talk about football. him at Texas. Uh, I'm just saying, however, they already have Tyler Algier, who was one of the emerging stars of the NFL last year for them. So I I, I just think there are two there are many questions surrounding the second year Desmond Ritter. You know, I'm it, it's just. I, yeah. I really they're too young still, Andy. Yeah. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, these are all young players still right. yeah. that really haven't had a breakout. And I yeah. just don't see a breakout happening with Desmond Ritter and Bijan Robinson, mm-hmm. the guys behind the center. Yeah. You need somebody that has won before and won in the NFL to, you know, kind of push this team forward. They got a lot of young talent and uh, it's good talent to see, but sure. I just think they need a leader and I don't know if Desmond Ritter's that guy. Not not yet, anyhow, and and he hasn't shown that yet. Yeah. And now you're talking about winning a, a division. Yeah, I don't. And everybody likes Pitts, but once again, all right. Well, what have you done in the NFL? Exactly. You, you know, like uh, you gotta. You gotta yeah, he's like a little bit the more than that. sixth best tight end when it comes to yards or something, which is you know that's not great. Yeah, but when you don't have any receivers that you're throwing to, that's what happens. So, I, I mean, the NFL yeah. is a quarterback driven league, Andy, yeah. and the Falcons have no proof of concept 
at that position since Matt Ryan has left. So their yep. defense will be better. And as much as we are confident that Robinson will be a solid player in the league, yep. they miss an opportunity to strengthen the positions they needed. So I I, right. I, I think that's going to haunt them, and this is going to be a losing season for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, well, let's talk about the odds-on favorites. Let's do and it. That is the New Orleans. New Orleans? New yeah. Orleans? New Orleans Saints. They are at plus 120 right now. You're still getting plus money on them. Yeah. Uh, and they, like I mentioned, they won it four straight years, from 2017 to 2020, until Mr. Tom Brady came yeah. into town, and he brought a lot of talent with him. Even Gronk came out of retirement <laughs> again. Yeah, uh, and they just loaded up that defense. They did it everything they yeah. could. It still had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, two yeah. of the best receivers in the league. It, right. They just had it. They they, they, they did. did it. They slid it all in. Yep. It, it was great. But no, when you're talking about the NFC South, you have to talk about the New Orleans Saints. Yep. Uh, big Biggest offseason move in this division, signing X. Las Vegas Raider and Oakland Raider Derek Carr. Yeah. This was a huge pickup for him. Yep. I think this is the best thing to get them back on track. Yeah. And people forget this offense still includes Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas if he's healthy, and then uh, Chris Olav, uh, Olave, oh, whatever, I mean, yep. whatever you want to say it. Yep. Uh, he was pro Ohio football State. focused, thirteenth best wide receiver in 2022 in his rookie season. Yeah. So this yeah. guy is going to be a breakout star. Alvin Kamara is one of the best running backs in the biz. Yeah. Going to help Derek Carr that much in that, you know, checkdowns and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then if Michael Thomas is even close to the player that yeah. he used to be, remember former offensive player of the year, right. Michael Thomas, they're yeah. going to be just fine. They they really are and we already talked about how the Buccaneers their line uh just kept fading once Tom Brady did make it official that he was retiring. Yeah. This number got even tighter when Derek Carr made the move to the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Here's why. Here's why, Jabron. Okay. I really like the Saints this year. Yeah. Still at plus money to win this division. They have the second easiest schedule in the there NFL. In the NFL. Yep. Uh and and they got an established quarterback. I was I've always been high on Derek Carr. Even in his days in Oakland, I've always been high on Derek Carr. So give me the Saints. I love that plus money. Um, and you already mentioned the the weapons that Carr already has around him. Kind of similar to what he had in Oakland. Yeah. But I don't know if Oakland used it correctly or are at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Saints are all over this. I, even if they do goof it up, they're still going to win this uh, South Division. Yeah, I, I do believe that this is the easy money right here, especially at plus money still, Andy. Yeah. New Orleans Saints are the way to go. With Carr, a more capable passer than Jameis, than Andy Dalton, than Taysom Hill, sliding under center, I just think it's going to be uh, a knockout, you know, yeah. uh, uh, just a really good slam dunk for the New Orleans Saints. Another yeah. thing that I want to say, like you said, the Saints have an easy out, easy out of division schedule only headlined by the likes of Jacksonville that we weren't you know crazy high on right. but who else are you going to pick in the AFC South yep. the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings who we've already talked to in, in uh, right. earlier podcasts which we think the NFC North is down as well and yep. those are probably the two best teams in it so those are their headline matchups so right. I really like the New Orleans Saints I think they're going to win the division I think they're going to be in the playoffs uh, it hurts it pains me to say that I think Carolina is about one <laughs> to two years away <laughs> right. but uh, give it to the Saints especially at plus money that's a bet to make. I, I believe it is as well. You can get it on the Saints right now, still at that plus money. And I feel like we agreed just a little too much. Just a little bit. Over this last segment. It's, I thought you were going to throw a curveball at me uh, with your Carolina oh, Panthers. Oh, I'm still <laughs> putting money on plus 400 for the Carolina Panthers. Do get not get me wrong. Those are my Panthers, and I will root for them till the day I die. But if the, if you're going smart, put, put some money on that plus 120, 125, 130, wherever you can find it for the New Orleans Saints. They're the slam dunk yeah. pick here. And uh, yeah, 
Well put. And the smart money is on the Saints. That's why sure. that number is going down, especially since the acquisition of Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll do it for us this week. Be sure to follow us on ESPN Tri-City Radio on their uh, Facebook. Yeah. And then also on our Twitter handle there and our YouTube channel. That is continuing to grow. We are just a couple a couple subs away from yep. reaching that 2000 we're mark. right there and, and i gotta thank everybody for, for sure for hopping on board that has been so much fun and we do it for you guys that's yeah. what we make those shorts for add the music and all those graphics and the fun it's stuff. just fun we also got those daily free picks over on tiktok yeah for all you tiktokers out there for jabron the par lay pounder i'm andy classen thank you for listening this has been wtl